When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. episode of the Gin Jack Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan DeLugo, joined, as always, by my co-host, Scott Klein, bringing you in on a little bro-ham right there. Jaguar scored a touchdown. We hear bro-ham. Is that not what we like? Oh, yeah. And it was it was awesome hearing that, because it was a song that we had kind of latched onto before yeah, the Jaguar like started Yeah, our friend there. group, we were just always listening to it, and we were getting a little tore up, yeah. <laughs> maybe before... Legally, we were supposed to be doing so, but yeah. As, as soon it, as they, they score the first touchdown, that song starts playing. We lost our minds. It was we did, and they've been so doing good. it ever since. They so don't good. do it every touchdown, but yeah. they do it a lot, and it's it's always exciting. So that's always should be a Jaguar play game day playlist favorite mm-hmm. for fans. If you don't know it, it's Brohem by Pennywise. Go get it. Again, this is the seventy episode of the Gin Jag Podcast. We've made it to 70. How about it? Wow. I still think 69 was more exciting. Yeah. That's just me. Um, this is going to be a mini camp edition of the show. Uh, the Jaguars are currently on their second day of their three-day mandatory mini camp. And after that, they will be off until training camp begins. And training camp is really the start of the season. Coaches probably say this is the start of the season. Mm-hmm. But like, for all intents and purposes, the, the training camp really is the start I mean, the Packers, 16 of their veterans didn't even have to come to mandatory minicamp. So that kind of tells you. And this really is a time period where a lot of the younger guys, less experienced guys, can get more experience. And And I'm sure their heads are just absolutely spinning right now. Yeah, absolutely. Trying to get their feet under them. So it's good. I mean, I think they learned a lot in the OTAs, the younger guys, and uh, now hopefully they can put that knowledge to use. Um, but yeah, Scott's here. I'm here. Hunter is not here. He just had his second child. He got a baby. So, you know, he's on daddy duty for this week, but maybe we can get him back next week. 
You can go congratulate him on Twitter at Coach H underscore Evans. Follow Scott Klein on Twitter at Scott Klein one You can follow myself at Jordan DeLugo. Uh, big shout out to Bold City Brewery, the one and only sponsor of the Gin Jag podcast. Find them online at boldcitybrewery.com, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bold City Brewery. Uh, in terms of Gin Jag, the side that doesn't cover football but celebrates Jaguars football, we've got a lot of good stuff going on. Gin Jag membership presale for the 2018 season is live on ginjag.com. You can get your membership for $40 through the end of June instead of $60, which that's what it will be after June. And you get to eat and drink for free at all the tailgates. You get a member card. You get discounts at a lot of local establishments. Uh, you get a t-shirt, koozie, sticker. And yeah, what else could you ask for? We're going to be tailgating at, Strata Sound, or at Strata's warehouse this year. So you'll be able to chill inside a little bit if you get a little too hot. Good. It gets real hot out there during August and September. Uh, the Wake and Blake 2.0 shirt is out. It will be officially released on the website tomorrow morning. That is Thursday, the 14th. And uh, it's white this time. Our original Wake and Blake was teal riding with black shirt. Now it's white. It has teal riding with a little black accent. You got to celebrate the best quarterback in the league. The boat. It's the boat. You know, you got to <laughs> celebrate it. So. Yeah, you can check that out tomorrow on genjag.com. Duval Trucker Hat Pre-Order. That's also available. Those hats have been super popular. I've been in working on Saturdays, shipping them out. and uh, Currently, we're sold out, but there's another pre-order going on. And I will be on that list. In, so. I missed out on the first one. <laughs> well, we went through two pre-orders already, so this is now the third one. But we ordered more this time. And uh, hopefully everybody that wants one will be able to get one. Uh, the Pop Top segment today, we're going to do it a little bit earlier than normal in the show, probably around 15 to 20 minutes in. We're going to have a shorter episode than we normally do, because while there is some fun stuff to talk about with the Jags, there's no real big news going on right now. We didn't want to just fill your time with things that we could really talk about more closer to the season, and they might be more relevant as the season gets closer. So we're going to talk mostly just about minicamp. There's a couple other things we'll talk, talk about. But, uh, yeah, if you enjoy our show, please review us on iTunes podcast app. That helps us grow. As we grow, we get more people listening and more people uh, just joining the conversation. So we really appreciate that. If you can review us on the iTunes podcast app, that'd be great. Uh, make sure to follow UCF Jaguar on YouTube and Twitter for all the best Jaguars video content. He's our video guy, and uh, he comes out with stuff all the time. He just recently started doing a call-in show on Tuesday nights. So he'll pick a subject, and then people can call into the show on YouTube and uh, have a chat with him. So that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, Not a lot too. of things like that, Jaguars-related. Um you can find all his videos and all of our other content, our podcasts, blog posts, everything, all at genjag.com. You can also catch it all on our social media, on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Generation Jaguar. On Twitter, we're at Generation Jag. And then one last thing before we get into all the fun minicamp stuff, Jalen Ramsey had a mini documentary that came out today from Park Stories. It's a... It's a, a video company that does all sorts of short sports videos. Uh, this is eight minutes long. It's about Jalen Ramsey's life. Look into his mentality and kind of where he comes from and and 
just what drives him. So that's pretty cool. You can find it on our website, jimjack.com. You can find it on Twitter, at Park Stories. They've posted it. Jalen Ramsey's posted it on his Twitter account. It's all over the place. So go check it out. I think it's, it's definitely a, worth it. It's a cool look inside because I feel like a lot of people might have a misconception about who Jalen Ramsey is. Mm-hmm. And this kind of gives you the backstory about exactly like kind of behind the scenes. And He's a different field. guy off the field than he oh, is yeah. on the field. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt about it. And it, it goes into his family and his personal life, mm-hmm. and you don't see mm-hmm. a lot of that all the time. And it's really high-quality stuff. So oh, yeah. Make sure to check it out at Park Stories. They did a great job. Now, getting into minicamp, speaking of Jalen Ramsey, he decided to show up in Jacksonville this week. Yeah. Uh, he had been working out with his dad, who he's worked out with throughout his whole life, and his dad really kind of has molded him into the athlete he is and the person he is off the field. Uh, so... Jalen felt like it would be best for him to be working out with his dad. I don't think anybody have a problem with that. Yeah. Um, he didn't think any of his teammates had a problem with it. I didn't have a problem with it. He certainly thinks that it won't affect him. Right. And Todd Wash spoke today, and he's the Jaguars defensive coordinator, if you don't know. He said, he said a lot of things we're going to talk about. But one thing he said is that Jalen's in great shape. Mm-hmm. He did a great job training with his dad, and... It was really a non-issue at all that he wasn't here for voluntary OTAs. Now that things are mandatory, he's here, he's ready to go. And uh, another guy who returned to the team, Leonard Fournette, he was there for the first OTA, but then missed the rest of them for what uh, Doug Marone called personal personal matter or personal issues or whatever. Personally, he did not like <laughs> OTAs. That's, I think, what it was. So... <laughs> So he wasn't there for the rest of OTAs, uh, but he's back as well, looking slim and trim. Uh, Jalen, he commented uh, as he got back into the swing of things yesterday. He said, if you think I was good the last two seasons, stay tuned. So that got a lot of people fired up, got me fired up. Uh, if if, if Jalen Ramsey's a guy that can improve on what he's done, which yeah. he can, I mean... You can sit here and criticize some things that have happened, uh, certainly throughout games. I mm-hmm. mean, against New England at the end of the game, he uh, had a really poor poor play and ended up getting a pass interference, and that really hurt the team. But then again, you look at some of the other things he did, like sealing the deal against the Bills and uh, just making some ridiculous plays against the Steelers throughout the year and other teams. Uh, that man gets better in year three. There's no question he's the best cornerback in football. Yeah, I mean, he was already in the conversation. If he takes another step, good luck anybody else even yeah. keeping up with this guy. He said his goal is to have a perfect game. Yeah. Like, nothing wrong. Yeah. And he said he hasn't done that yet. That's scary. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Now, Leonard also came out with an interesting comment. He wants His goal is to win the Super Bowl. He thinks the Jaguars should win the Super Bowl. And I think it's hard to go against that. Like, if that's not this team's mentality, I don't know. I would be I would be questioning them if that's not their mentality. Oh, yeah. They should be going for it all this year. Mm-hmm. One game at a time, but the goal should definitely be to win the Super Bowl. Uh, Leonard Fournette's, like I said, he's slim and trim. He wants to play around 223 to 224 pounds this year, which is down about 10 pounds from last season. This is a guy that, at 234 pounds, set the two fastest marks speed-wise of a ball carrier in the NFL last season. 
So you get him down 10 pounds. He doesn't think he's going to lose any power, but he thinks he might be able to gain some quickness, elusiveness, and maybe some top-end speed. That's scary. Yeah. That's... Oh, man. It, it becomes more of... if I, I think he's always going to be who he is, but if there's anything he can do to help himself get a little bit more shifty, you know, be able to pull the spin move off a little bit smoother mm-hmm. that he loves to do, I mean, that's only... That can only be good. And 224 ain't light. I mean, that's a that's a bigger size bag. Right, that's that's big. Yeah. Um, so it's not like he's going to be losing weight, becoming in the danger zone of being, like, potentially having more injuries. I don't think, I don't see that. Yeah, but I don't see it either. That's still a load. Yeah. <laughs> and he, I mean, he never with, looked small. I mean, he yeah. looked bigger than everyone in college mm-hmm. at that weight. So yeah. not going to be an issue there. Uh, Blake Bortles continues to show sh- strong chemistry with Austin Sverian Jenkins, who I'm going to refer to as ASJ throughout the rest of the show because I don't feel like saying Austin Sverian Jenkins again. Uh, Dante Moncrief, Keelan Cole. Uh, he's had some good plays with DJ Chark as well, but Chark was also working with some of the backups. So Chark has been good, but he's not always working with Blake. Uh, getting to Austin Sverian Jenkins. Everyone's been raving about him, and Todd Wash continued that today. He said Austin Farron Jenkins is a matchup problem for defenses, and he said uh, he's a guy that can stretch the field vertically, which, based on his skill set, it really seems like he should be able to. But then you look back at last year with the Jets, he wasn't really asked to do that that mm-hmm. much. So that's why his uh, his yards per catch was pretty low last year, like seven or eight yards per catch. But the Jets are literally just having him do button hooks and yeah, it was everything. Was quick throws. So uh, they didn't have much confidence last year in their, I don't think in their offensive line or their ability to get open downfield or their quarterback's ability to find receivers open downfield. So uh, they didn't do a whole lot of vertical routes, which I think the Jaguars certainly will try to do that as mm-hmm. much as they possibly can. And Todd Wash. You know, this this coaching staff isn't afraid to not compliment a player when the player is not performing the mm-hmm. way they should. Like Doug Marone last week, he's brought up complacency when Marquis Lee's name was yeah. mentioned. <laughs> this coaching staff is not afraid to say what's on their mind. The fact that they're raving about ASJ like they are, I think it really says something. And he's, he's a guy that I've just, I've had my eye on ever since we got him. I mean... Yeah. Just an athletic specimen. Yeah. I'm so excited for this guy. It's good to see Moncrief mm-hmm. and Cole both showing good chemistry with Blake. Lee, I don't think you should be worried about having good chemistry with Blake right now. Marquis Lee, that is. Because Blake knows him. They know each other. They're going to be fine once once you get into the season, in my opinion. Now, ASJ also had something to say about uh, the Jaguars' defense. And... This is not the radio, so we're going to go ahead and uh, read this expletive that he used, and uh, he said they don't give a fuck about taking risks. He doesn't know another offense in the league that faces a day-to-day challenge and practices like the Jags, and I mean, I agree with him. The Jags' defense is the best in the league in terms of talent, swagger. Again, they don't care if they're taking risks, and you saw that a lot last year. Mm-hmm. That is not just talk. You saw that time and time again. And usually it did not hurt them. They usually made the play when they took the risk. Yeah, they proved it all last year. I mean, 
when you have guys like AJ Boye and Jalen Ramsey, it allows you to open up and do mm-hmm. things outside of your comfort zone because you have that security blanket back there. Yeah. Speaking of um, changing things up a bit, the Jaguars' defense, according to Todd Wash, will continue to be a base three-deep defense, which means you'll have Boye and Ramsey on the outside playing off and, you know, the safety deep. Um, Again, while they will be a base three-deep defense, they are going to try to throw in a lot of more wrinkles this year. Todd Wash said that they were too predictable at times last year. I mean, their two last playoff games, you can easily say they were too predictable throughout the second half of those games. Against the Steelers in the second half, the defense got torched. Still were able to win the game. Second half against the Pats, again, the defense was not able to get pressure and had struggles covering covering downfield. I think with the Steelers, it was more of just absolutely – Spectacular catches, insane plays by Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell making a diving catch over Telvin Smith and the one Martavis Bryant touchdown. It it safety just got beat a little bit, but but then it was to me it was much more what you were saying in the Patriots game. Yeah, play it safe, try and play the lead. You're going up against probably the best quarterback of all time, and I think the lights maybe got a little too bright. You know, and they kind of got a little starstruck, and we'll—I don't think that we'll see that again. You know, I don't think so either. I yeah. mean, that was a team last year that before before 2017 they were a pretender. Yeah. 2017 they became a legit contender, and they didn't just win a playoff game against the Bills. They beat the Bills. They go up to Pittsburgh, beat them for the second time that season, which they're the only team that's ever done that, and now they've done it twice. Yeah. Uh, and then they go to New England and they're they in a game that they should have won. They were handily winning for three and a half quarters. So this is a team this year that should have, again, Super Bowl or bust type of mentality. Yeah. I think it's a disappointing season if you don't get to the Super Bowl. If you lose in the AFC Championship, you know, you'll be upset, but you'll still say it was a good season. But this team has gotten to the AFC Championship too many times now. They need to get over mm-hmm. the top. You've got 97, 99, 2017. It's time to get into the Super Bowl. After that, you know, whatever happens, happens. Oh, yeah. It'll be heartbreaking if they get to the Super Bowl and don't win it. But all get to got, the Super Bowl. All you got to do is get in. Yep. And then look at the, look at the Eagles last year mm-hmm. with a backup quarterback going, to get, going up against Tom Brady. Nick Foles did not play like a backer. No. He did not. He stayed, you got to give him a lot of smoked him. But it's just, you get, just put yourself in a position, just get to the game, and anything can happen. No doubt about it. Now, uh, one big note, and Scott's going to touch on this a little bit more later, I believe. The entire team is further ahead this year than they were last year, thanks to continuity with the coaching staff. All the coaches came back. Head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, quarterback coach, wide receiver coach, running back coach, etc. They're all back. A team that gets to the AFC Championship, that doesn't normally happen. You're yeah. normally losing a position coach to become a coordinator or a coordinator to become a head coach, etc. So they've got all the continuity, same playbook, same everything, most of the same players, 
the only real big impact players that are new are going to be some receivers, tight end as well, and, um, you know, some rookies. And you're always going to have rookies, so that is what it is. Uh, I think in terms of continuity, it's been great. Consistency on both sides of the ball has been noticeably better than last year at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's great to see it. Um, a cool note, I thought Todd Wash said every safety will be dual top between strong and free. And they, they all, to me, seem capable of doing yeah. it. Yeah, and you, that's something that they did last year that did kind of went under the radar a little bit with Jared Wilson. Mm-hmm. Prior to last season, Wilson was exclusively a strong safety. Yeah. But then when he got called upon last year when Gibson was hurt to play free safety, he played very well. Made a couple plays in big-time games. I think yeah. it was against Tennessee. At a, not Tennessee. It, it was one of the games later on in the year and made a big fourth down stop. Yeah, I mean, he's a good player. And mm-hmm. to see all those guys being trained at both spots, I think it's just pretty cool. Um. Also, getting to the third linebacker spot, that's one of the biggest questions on the team. Who's going to start besides Miles Jack and Telvin Smith? Todd Wash believes that there's six to seven guys that can really play at linebacker, and he definitely believes there's a, a third starter on the roster. I think he thinks that there's more than one guy that could start. Yeah, I mean, you hear guys a couple, uh, I think a couple days ago, you heard him talking about Blair Brown and how much he's progressed, and he's really grown from the player he was last year. You got him talking about Leon Jacobs, the rookie out of Wisconsin, talking about how, about how smart he is, mm-hmm. about how quickly he's able to pick all this stuff up. I think they think they they got a couple good guys in the building that can really fill that spot. And it's not surprising. I mean, Blair Brown, like you said, he played well last year when he came in. Leon Jacobs, he's a freak athletically. I mean, he looks like a the Hulk. Yeah, he, that's a good... Yeah, exactly. He looks like the Hulk. And he's athletic. He's fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Todd Washett, he's really picking things up well. Um, so, like, when they tell him, you know, use this technique, or we're looking for this on this set, he's taking it in and applying it. That can take a, lot, that can take a while. For it's hard for really rookies easy. that have never done this before, but he's taking it in well. Um one thing I would really like to see, getting back to the safeties a little bit, I would love to see Cody Davis and Ronnie Harrison on the field as the third safety or like a nickel safety or something like that. Yeah, Cody Davis has really been kind of a surprise. Yeah, his athleticism has been surprising. You knew he's a fast guy. He's a special teamer. But like plenty of special teamers mm. don't have that much value on – Actual defense. Like Nick Sorensen. Amazing special teamer for the Jaguars (laughs) back in the day. Not so much as a safety. Mm -hmm. So, it's great to see that Cody Davis, who really, maybe not from the Jaguars perspective, but from an outside perspective, was brought in to be a special teamer, continuing to look like a guy that can really contribute on defense. Mm -hmm. And Ronnie Harrison, everyone's raved about him as well so far. I mean... Literally everyone that has been asked about him has said he's just better than what they yeah, thought. So he was much more be. than what we thought we were getting, and that's awesome. That's what you want to see. So you've got a lot of competition at safety. I mean, when you, if you just look at Cody Davis, um, Ronnie Harrison, Jared Wilson, 
Sean Gibson, and Barry Church. You've got five safeties there that you really, really like. And you have a Don Carey. Who right, who can play safety, corner. So it's awesome to see that, yeah. obviously. Um, coverage has gotten significantly tighter in minicamp than it was at OTAs. No coincidence that Jalen Ramsey <laughs> has arrived. Yeah. Uh, obviously, A.J. Boye was already out there, but... You get both those guys on the field at the same time, it is really tough to get things done as an offense. But the wide receivers continued to still make plays. They made they were making tons of plays. There's rave reviews about wide receivers and tight ends and OTAs, and there should be when you're not going against much. There's no pads and everything. Um, when it comes to the defensive line and the offensive line, you're really not getting anything out of these practices. Uh, you can see their footwork and their athleticism a little bit, but you need to see more than that to really evaluate. Yeah, it's they can't really do much with offensive linemen right now. I mean, unless the guy is just getting his butt handed to him. Yeah. I mean, and even then, without pads on, it's it's really just the the, the underwear Olympics, <laughs> like they call the combine. Yeah. Um, especially for offensive linemen, but. We'll start getting into it. I am so excited to see Andrew Norwell start to get physical and really throw his weight around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, um, the offensive coordinator, Nate Hackett, he also spoke today. He raved about Norwell. Um, and when you're raving about a guy, when you're, again, not really able to evaluate that much, I think that's a big deal. Yeah, when, when somebody's standing out at a position that... It doesn't typically have a lot of standout kind of guys. Yeah. You can see it's he looks something special. And Norwell uh, is a guy who, off the field, he's pretty quiet. If you watch him in an interview, he's not the most mm-hmm. articulate, and I'm not trying to bash him at all. He's just like a blue-collar type of guy. Mm. But apparently, he's really brought the juice up on the offensive line Good. in terms of excitement and just... Every play, everybody ready to go. And I think that was needed. I mean, Cam Robinson brought a little bit of fire, you know, mm-hmm. standing up for his teammates and all that stuff. Brandon Leonard's a quiet chill. guy. Cam's chill. Yeah. Parnell's um, Parnell is just a big, just a just one of those straight faces. I wanted like, to say gentle giant, but like maybe gentle so in gentle. demeanor, but not gentle <laughs> yeah. when you're a pass rusher trying to get past him. Um, so, yeah, I think Norwell bringing some juice is definitely huge. And I mean, mm-hmm. Aside from just the obvious talent he brings to the offensive line. So, we're about 25 minutes in here. We've got a little bit left to to get to here. Let's go ahead and get into our Pop Top segment. We have got the Gentleman Rye Saison from Bold City Brewery. Again, the one and only sponsor of the Gin Jag Podcast. This is a brand new beer that you can get at their downtown location. It's a French-style farmhouse ale featuring rye malt and Aramaeus hops. It's 6.2 alcohol by volume. You ready to get into this, Scott? Absolutely. All right. If I can open it. <laughs> Popped up. All right. It's the best sound in the business oh, right yeah. there, isn't it? <laughs> A good pour isn't too bad either. <laughs> yeah, I screwed that up a little bit, but that's okay. All right, so again, this is at the downtown location where you can find all their really experimental and fun beers. They're doing 
new beers seemingly every week down there. So let's go ahead and get into this, Scott. Where do we stand? Good. Good. I've, it's always, it's always to me. How it's not always. Oh, is it good? It's okay. How good is it going to be? Because I, I haven't had one of these that I haven't liked, and then this one's no different. I mean, it's definitely. It's not like an IPA. It's definitely got a different yeah. flavor. Um, I mean, six point two alcohol by volume, though you've definitely got some intensity to it, yeah. but it doesn't really taste like it's that strong. And it's not overpowering. Yeah, it's it's definitely to me. It's I feel like my beer palate has grown so much, and oh, maybe yeah. a, a couple of years ago this would have been a beer where I was like, get that hell away from me, <laughs> <laughs> just because I was just you no, know, you're drinking Bud Light, drinking whatever, um, but. I mean, it's just, it's another one where on the spectrum, it's something that I haven't really tried before. Right. But now it's like, my eyes have been open so much. It's like, you know, I really enjoy something that I used to thought I would never like. And it's, and it's really cool that, that is we're fun. getting this experience through all their different experimental beers. Yeah. And even like, we've tried so many beers and they're still like new and exciting. Yeah. Like things we haven't <laughs> tried before. So it's really cool what they're doing over at Bold City downtown on East Bay Street. Thanks again to those guys. And uh, shout out to Brandon, I believe is his name. He's the new guy over there. I hadn't met him until today. His handwriting's a lot better on the Crowlers than Kevin's is. So <laughs> it's a little bit easier to read what's going on here. We also have the uh, Duval Devil, which is a, a tasty beverage, 8% alcohol by volume. So, again, thanks to them. You can also go check out their original location, Tap Room, on Roselle and Riverside. Getting back to Jaguars minicamp, Dante Fowler hasn't been participating in practices. Some sort of injury or something's going on. Uh, he's fully expected to be a go in training camp, according to Todd Wash. And Todd Wash also said he expects him to be a big-time pass rusher for the team this year. So while they may not have renewed his, or not renewed, but picked up his fifth-year option for obvious reasons, they didn't want to pay $15 million or $16 million, whatever it was, to a guy who's only had really one productive season. Uh, and they're just, there's a lot of capital invested into that defensive line already with Marcel Darius, Malik Jackson, Calais Campbell. You're going to have to pay Unique Ngakwe uh, and Avery Jones. While he's not making the big bucks, he's still four million dollars a year. It's not, it's not nothing. Yeah, and it's a, it's a guy where they talked about wanting to bring him back. Maybe not at that price. Maybe mm-hmm. not at that time. But definitely, they said we want we want Dante to be as good as he can because we love having him in the building. Yeah, but if he gets ten sacks, I don't think there's any way they can bring him back because somebody's going to offer him fifteen million. Probably. Yeah. Somebody, somebody's going to offer him something, and we're going to have to eat him. He's going to be a guy that's like around 25 years old yeah. at that time, coming off two seasons in which he got 10 sacks, including the playoffs last year. If he gets 10 sacks again this year, he gone. Yeah. <laughs> Unless the Jaguars figure out some way to, I don't know, get rid of Marcel Darius or Malik Jackson and keep unique and... Dante, I don't know if they would want to do that. Malik nor Marcel is like past their prime. They're both mm. playing their best football. And Marcel should be even better this year than he was last year because he really came in in the middle of the year and had to learn on the fly. Mm-hmm. 
And made an impact almost immediately. Huge impact. The Jaguars' run defense, I don't know if everyone remembers, but... <laughs> it was one of the worst It in was the like the worst in the league before Marcel, Marcel Darius got there. And they ended up finishing in the top 20 in run defense. <laughs> and so. on the other side, on the flip side of that coin, the Buffalo defense, run defense, was one of the best. And then absolutely fell apart literally the week yeah. that they traded him and never got right. Yeah. Uh, so, thanks. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. What was a fifth round pick? Yeah, it was conditional oh six, I think. But the way he played and performed, I think it did get bumped up to a fifth. So, pretty Indeed. cool. Pretty cool for the Jags. Hope that rookie makes the team next year. For yeah, you guys. exactly. Well, with the Buffalo Bills roster, the rookie probably true. will make the team. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no offense to our Buffalo fans, but do you remember what happened in the first round of the playoffs last year? Maybe they should get rid of those damn pants that they all wear. Like the oh, red Zubaz pants? God. Oh, those are uh, awful. Saw way too many of that in Jacksonville last year. But uh, moving on from the Bills and Marcel, a depth cornerback at this point, Dexter McDougal. He's a long shot to make the 53-man roster. He played with the Eagles last year for eight games before he was waived, and that means he gets to get a Super Bowl ring. So tomorrow, after the Jaguars' third and final mini camp, he's gonna head to Philly to get his ring. So I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, even if he doesn't make the Jaguars' roster, he's getting a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. There's a lot of competition at the cornerback spot right it's, now. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. I mean, behind the. Obvious front three, which is Boye, Ramsey, and Hayden. You've got Tyler Patman, who was a training camp star last year and made some plays in the regular season as well. You've got Jalen Myrick, who played really poor in training camp last season, but then when he was called upon in the regular season, played pretty well. Uh, Not a whole lot of work, but he played well when he was called upon. Then you've got priority free agent Quentin Meeks. I'm really excited to see him in the uh, preseason. You've got a couple other guys behind them that are definitely competing for spots. Dexter McDougal is certainly one of them. But good for him. Go get your Super Bowl ring. He's visiting Philly a week after I did. I had a good time in Philly last week. Speaking of Philly and the Eagles... There's so much pride just everywhere you go for yeah. that team. And I think it was like that before the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I've got family who lives up in, um, in, up in the Philly. So they're kind of like widely viewed as the worst fans around in the NFL. So obnoxious and stuff. But when I went there, everyone was nice. Yeah, Everyone that I talked to that were Eagles fans, they were cool. But, you know, I, think I remember was, they came down here yeah, a few years back, and we bad. tailgated, and, God, they were awful. There were fights in the stands, yeah. and we, we went over. I was like, all right, come on. It was awful, I think man. it's – they won the Super Bowl. They're kind of hibernating right now. They're just in a euphoric state. Yeah. It's outside football season. There's no stakes. So you caught them at the right time. Yeah, I think so. But I had a great time. I had a great time up in Philly. Uh Getting back to Jaguars. Final comment from Minicamp from me is just the attitude. Todd Wash, I think, really exemplified it today when he was talking to the media. He said, we didn't accomplish Jack last year. Mm-hmm. That's a bold statement, considering you went from a team that 
was just floundering for yeah. 10 years to a team that made it all the way to the FC Championship. But I get the sentiment, and I think it's the right sentiment. They're in, they're, everyone's in this for... Okay, maybe not one thing, maybe two things. If it's not money, it's glory. Yeah. And everybody wants that ring. I don't care who you are. No doubt. And until they have one, they're going to be hungry. Mm-hmm. And they should be. They definitely should be. So, to wrap up our show today, I thought it would be fun to talk about what we are most excited about at this point and what I'm still calling the offseason. Technically, the offseason's over. But until training camp starts, it's still the offseason to me. What are you most excited about so far this year for the Jaguars? The one thing that you are just... You can't get over. You're just, this is awesome. What is it for you? To, to, for me, I wasn't sure how a team that's been as bad as it has been to where it got on the doorstep of the Super Bowl, how it was going to react. And if they were going to act like they had arrived or if they were going to act like, you know, oh, we got this in the bag. You know, we, that was our first real year of being what we are. And I see a team who, from the coaches to the front office to the players, it's like every single person has got tunnel vision. They focused on one thing. The practices are ran. The structure I've heard out of the practices, like like Jordan said earlier, the just the 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 flow of the practices and the structure is just such a different thing than last year from all the continuity from the coaches holding over they know what they want to do when they're executing it and the players are on the same page there isn't always that you know buy-in where everybody every single person whether it's the water boy whether it's the ticket seller they all are focused on the same thing and doing what they can and it's 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 not it's a little bit surprising to me how they've responded to a season like like last year and i just think it's I mean, even the new guys coming in, Andrew Norwell saying, you know, this this team is just different. You know, Blake's well, the perfect guy. Yeah, for a, for a Doug Marone, Tom Coughlin mm-hmm. team, no nonsense. Let's go yeah. out there and work. Even even a guy like Austin Sperian Jenkins, who's had, a, to be honest, a rough career. I mean, he struggled off the field and on, on the, the field. Yeah, you know, he had a he had a pretty good year last year. He's all the, the I would talent definitely say it was a breakout season for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at he did before, what he was asked to do last before year. Before last year, he was looked at as a bust. I mean, Absolutely. this guy's career might be over. Right. A former first-round pick. Yeah. Alcohol abuse problems. And he's been very open about that. Yeah. And he goes up to New York, has a 55-catch season. Mm-hmm. Granted, low yards per catch, but the Jets were not trying to get him down the field. Yeah. So he did what he was asked to do. It's just, and it, to me, it's incredible how every single person is locked in, is willing to do whatever it takes. It's just, there's such a tight-knit group on this team. And it's something we, I don't, I didn't know if we would see it again with how bad things were. How the, the I just thought the locker room was fractured. Everyone was just kind of individuals just trying to go out and do the best that they can. And now it just feels like something completely different. And I'm blown away how they've responded to such success. It starts at the top. Yeah, it do, it really does. It really does. Tom Coughlin, really handling things. His you know mentor, his 
Anakin Skywalker to his Emperor Palpatine, Doug Marone. They're just they're not the same guy. I think Doug's a little bit more jovial and silly. Yeah. Tom has a little different sense of humor, but they're both no nonsense, bring your lunch pail to work type of guy. And it's a beautiful thing. I'm with you. Yeah. I don't know if Doug Rose gonna have his guys hating him and call him an asshole. Well, Tom's not stuff. either at this point. Not at this point. Young Tom. Young, yeah. 90s Tom. That's, and that's more what I'm talking about, being in the position that yeah. Doug's in now. Yeah. I think he is. He does have that lighter side a yeah. little bit, which I think is good with, with, with players like this who are definitely just have such a family feel. It's been awesome. I'm with you. I think uh, it's just... It's nothing short of exactly what you want to see. Mm-hmm. So that's been great. I'm going to focus more on a singular player here for what I'm most excited about. There's so much to be excited about. Mm-hmm. You'd be excited about the defensive line. You'd be excited about the linebackers, the secondary. You'd be excited about Blake Bortles looking so good so far, which he hasn't ever looked this good in practice before. Uh, you could be excited about the running backs who look great. Leonard Fournette, TJ Yeldon, Corey Grant. You've got some nice guys behind them that probably won't even make the team. Uh, You'd be excited about the tight ends. You'd be excited about the entire wide receiver group. The offensive line should be the best it's been in years. My single most excited thing, and I, I was just sitting there thinking about this over the last couple of days, I think Dante Moncrief is going to be the Jaguars' best wide receiver if he can stay healthy. As I've been thinking about him more, and I realize this is probably almost blasphemy to say, he has some huge similarities to Jimmy Smith when Jimmy Smith arrived in Jacksonville. Their age. Jimmy Smith was 26 when he got here, but he really had no experience because he had dealt with some major injury issues, and uh, he he almost wasn't even ever going to be able to play again. I think he had some issues that almost were like life-threatening things going on. Uh, He arrived in Jacksonville when he was 26. Dante Moncrief, he's 24 still, and he's played four seasons in the NFL. He'll turn 25 in August. He has the size, speed, and physicality combined with the ability to catch balls in traffic and get contested catches that Jimmy Smith possessed. Uh, neither has amazing height, but they're both above average. Jimmy was 6'1", Dante's 6'2". Jimmy was 215 pounds about at his playing weight, and uh, Dante's a little closer to 220. But you look at the film on both of these guys, and again, Dante hasn't proven himself the way Jimmy proved himself in Jacksonville. But I'm saying prior to Jacksonville. He has the opportunity. Because he was, Jimmy Smith always showed promise, and I believe it was Dallas. Dallas, and then he was also on Philly, yeah. but never played for Philly. And he, I think he was a pretty high pick. I think it was a third round pick, maybe. But it was always, there was always so much promise, but never, just never living up to it. And he has the, he could be very well yeah. taking that same exact path. Dante has actually showed a little bit more promise yeah. than Jimmy did prior mm-hmm. to getting here. Uh, there's there's times where he just looks unguardable. I mean, he's running 15, 20 yards past the closest defender towards the end zone. Uh, again, they have similar skill sets and size and athleticism. Uh, you If you go watch Dante Moncrief, you'll see plays like you've seen from Jimmy. Two guys right on him, and somehow he's the guy that comes down with the ball. 
uh, in the end zone. You've seen Jimmy streaking past every person on the field. You've seen Dante Moncrief do the same thing. Um, you've seen Jimmy break a couple tackles and streak to the end zone. You've seen Dante Moncrief do the same thing. Dante has a long way to go before he becomes a Jimmy Smith type player. Yeah, let's, let's not get a, we're not calling him. We're not I'm saying just saying, there's a lot of similarities to these two guys, and mm-hmm. I think Dante Moncrief is going to be the Jaguars' most explosive wide receiver this year. And that's saying a lot considering you've got DJ Chark, 4-3 speed, Keelan Cole, 4-3, speed, uh, Marquise Lee, who's proven to be a, a good NFL wide receiver, um, D.D. Westbrook, who showed a lot of flashes last year. I think Dante Moncrief has the chance to be a very, if not a number one receiver, a very good number two receiver. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple other things that he has uh, and going for him right now. Um, he has Keenan McCardell teaching him. Who, 24 who, years old. Yeah. Who, who worked with Jimmy's. And, and just look at what he did last year. I mean, bringing yeah. these guys along just a patchwork wide receiver room at times last year. And they well out outperformed what really anyone thought they were going to be able to. And really the biggest thing that is in his favor so far, I think is his great connection with Blake Bortles. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have had a great chemistry so far. They've barely worked together, but they're seemingly getting deep balls every Every practice. I think they're lockers. They're actually and locker they're partners. Act- yes. Mike Cage tweeted that out today. Shout out to Mike. Uh, they're locker room buddies. <laughs> they're locker room mates. So their lockers are going to be right by each other. They're going to continue to build that chemistry. Yeah. I would be very surprised if Marquise Lee is ahead of Dante Moncrief. At season's end, assuming Moncrief stays healthy. That'd be exciting. And I, I really believe... I don't think any receivers on this team this year are going to be 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns, or anything mm-hmm. like that. Because that's just not this team. They want to run the ball. But I do believe Moncrief could be 900-ish, six to seven touchdowns-ish. And if he does that, that's a huge season Yeah, for a Jaguars receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more I think about this guy, the more I really like him. He was willing to risk it on a one-year, $9 million deal. He's betting on himself. Yeah. So I think he's going to be a stud if he can stay healthy. And that has me really excited, you know? That's a signing that not too many people were really excited about. I'm pumped about it. <laughs> and it that. seems like every single highlight that the Jaguars Twitter puts out is typically him on, yeah. on the receiving end of it. Yeah. It people might like... say, oh, well, it's not against A.J. Boy or Jalen Ramsey. Guess what? He's not playing A.J. Boy and Jalen Ramsey every <laughs> yeah. week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm excited about Dante Moncrief. And, I mean, how can you not get a guy, get excited about a guy whose last name is Moncrief in Jacksonville? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's going to do it for the show today. Do you have any final thoughts? No. I'm Man, I'm ready for the season to start. <laughs> yep. We just got a, a few more weeks until training camp, mm-hmm. and we'll be good to go. But, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for the show. Thanks to Bold City Brewery, one and only sponsor of the Gen Jag podcast. Follow them uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Bold City Brewery. Online, boldcitybrewery.com. You can visit them on Roselle and Riverside or on East Bay Street downtown. Make sure to check out our uh, 
website, jimjag.com, for all the latest Jaguars news, podcast videos from UCF Jaguar. Uh, Duval Trucker Hat pre-order is live. You can go check out the website for that. Wake and Blake 2.0 white shirts are going to be out tomorrow. Make sure to check that out. And you can become a member of Generation Jaguar and drink and eat for free at all the tailgates this year for 40 bucks until the end of June. So make sure to go check that out. And we will leave you with a little bro ham as we exit here. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Thanks for listening, Duval. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.